You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Blended Family Podcast. Just want to let you know that today is an interview show, so it's going to be longer than my usual shows. If you enjoy the interview format, please leave me some feedback to Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. If you like it, I will do them more often. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with my very special guest. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hi there. I'm so excited to welcome Heather Rampola to the show today for my very first interview. Heather Rampola is stepmom to two teenage daughters, host of Fresh Eats Radio and creator of Fresh Eats Detox. She helps busy moms, wives, and entrepreneurs rid of overwhelm when trying to eat healthy. You know, like picky eaters or fitting in real foods when you're managing a busy schedule. She teaches you how to easily add in more of the good stuff so you can look good and feel good. Heather has been featured in Mind Body Green, Chris Carr's Crazy Sexy Wellness Revolution, Organic Eats Magazine, Real Foods Witch, The Mogul Mom, and more. Today's topic is all about nutrition and healthy eating in the blended family. And I thought Heather would be perfect to share in her expertise since she has a blended family of her own and is so knowledgeable when it comes to healthy eating. So welcome, Heather. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Melissa. It's my pleasure to be here. Good. I have been listening to your podcast. I'm a huge fan. I really enjoy the content and you have such a soothing voice. Thank you. I'm so glad you're a listener. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. I love it. I'm so glad I found it. So as you know, my show is all about blended families and the issues that we face. And you have a blended family of your own, so you must know how hard it is to manage meal planning. And I have so many questions for you, but the first thing I want to talk about is introducing healthy, clean eating to your family when you didn't grow up that way and you didn't start off raising your kids that way. And from what I understand, you started eating healthy when you were older, right? Definitely. I was definitely a junk food addict. I did lots of candy. Sugar was my thing. And I was always munching on the kids' snacks. Totally guilty. Oh, yeah. I just adopted clean eating maybe a year ago. I mean, I I raised my kids on mac and cheese and hot dogs too. And I'm finding it really hard now to make my family adapt to something that they're not interested in. And I don't want to force it, but I try to make the right foods and model a healthy lifestyle. What do you suggest for getting the family on board? Yes. I mean, us moms and stepmoms, we want... and. and I'm assuming your listeners, you have males and dads who are really dedicated to doing the best for their family. Yes. But it's a challenge to get the kids to eat healthy, regardless if it's a blended family or not. Um, it's just part of the reality, especially with kids, I say being exposed, but um, the commercials are all generated to junk food yeah. and the public school system is definitely generated to eating unhealthy choices. So there's a lot of against the 
flow going on when it comes to us as parents, we want to try to help them instill better eating habits. And I think just recognizing in a blended family that there's definitely going to be a little bit more challenges than there would be in a traditional um, family. And recognizing that I think is going to help you. It's going to be hard no matter what, but obviously there's some certain challenges that are presented in a set family. Like from, for me in my example, and I'm sure the listeners too, is there are two sets of households. So there's going to be two different sets of rules and expectations for the kids. And, you know, the bio parents are probably going to have a little bit of guilt and stelling rules if the kids feel or try to pull the card that this is punishment. Like, why do I have to do this? Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, that it's was just... actually, yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions yeah. is that I think it's one of the biggest problems blended families have is that kids are balancing their time between two households. So even if you kick sugar and processed food at your home, they're going to be getting it probably at the other home. And so for the kids, you can never actually get them to follow a clean eating lifestyle completely. And I'm having a hard time with that too, because I mean, you know, even if I don't have the food in my pantry, they're going to get it over there. And so you can't really kick the sugar. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. It is definitely tough. And you just have to consider like, even if you weren't in this step family situation, they would still have these same, you still have the same challenges when they're in public school or if they go to their friends. So I would try just to recognize that take away this sense of perfection and focus more about this idea. And this is where I try to focus is helping them to become functioning independent adults. And even if they're little, like that might seem like so far away, like that is the goal of parenting in the long run is to help them to be able to prepare to make their own choices, to be able to listen to their body. And our role as parents is to help educate them about the choices. Because when it comes down to it, no matter what their age, if they're a toddler, if they're a preteen or a teenager, you really can't force them to eat certain foods. And I know we try and I'm totally guilty of trying to get my stepdaughters um, to eat their vegetables. Like you can't yeah. get from the, get up from the table unless you eat everything. And sometimes that just doesn't work. And that creates like World War Three with the family and especially more so with the step family dyna- dynamic. Yeah. Well, you don't want them building up that kind of resentment and feeling like your house is just so strict and they get to yeah. have that stuff anyway. So it's really hard. And I do the same thing. I just try to teach them so that they can make the right choices because, you know, my kids are older too now. And I know that, you know, my little voice should be in their head when they're not with me and hopefully they'll start to remember, well, mom said this isn't good for my body, but you know, they're, they're young and they're kids. I, when I was a kid, I ate the wrong things too. And it's just really hard, especially when I didn't raise them that way. I mean, I, I wish I knew about all this stuff when I had them as toddlers because I would have been starting back then. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem is that we have guilt because we didn't start from the very beginning and we look at other people and we compare, you know, who have toddlers and they feed them green smoothies from a kid. And there's a, there's guilt with that. And we think that we're not a good parent subconsciously that we didn't do it the right way. And oh crap, you know, we want to do better now. But we feel like we've already failed before we got started. Yeah. I mean, so there there are some things that I do like to tell those that I work with. And I primarily work with ladies. And um, I am a stepmom. So I come at it from a stepmom perspective that um, 
again, you just can't go for perfection and you got to make it where it's fun. You have to, you can't like totally steal your joy by trying to force the kids to eat a certain way. And really what it comes down to is we want to eat healthy ourselves. We are in a spot finally in our lives where we have the knowledge. We've, we've made our mistakes. We're at an age now where we know the right thing to do. And I think if we focus first on ourselves and not let the kids stop us or maybe a husband um, or partner in the home who maybe not, who doesn't want to eat healthy, I wouldn't let that stop you from doing the goals that you have for yourself and your health. So I think that's very important to focus on is to focus on yourself and then just do the best you can in the spot that you're at right now and go for gradual changes because you have been spending perhaps time educating yourself and doing this research, but the child or your partner might have not been. So you have to include them in this process. And again, you can't control somebody else. I know we want to, especially as ladies, to control other people because we want what's best for them. But the truth is we can only control ourselves and our reactions to others. I say that all the time. That's great advice. Now, do you have any ideas for sneaking in healthy food without them knowing? (laughs) Totally. I mean, totally have done that route, (laughs) (laughs) especially when they were younger. Um, Green smoothies are definitely a way to go. Although if they know that you're trying to sneak in things. They will sometimes rebel to anything because they're skeptic. Are yeah, you trying to trick to look, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just not going to like this. Anything that you serve me because I think you might be trying to trick me. And if yeah. I like it, then I, then I, you know, I've not won this war. I know. Um, so I think just taking away the expectation of forcing it on them, um, Every And just knowing that every house is going to have its own rules of things that work for you and things that don't work for you. And I know one of my mistakes in the beginning was, okay, well, this is the way my parents did it. So this right. is the way we're going to do it here. Yeah. <laughs> and that just doesn't work. Um, I think especially more so in a set family dynamic. But um, as far as the practical, some of the things you could do to sneak it in would be not to go for the color green unless right. like you've got young boys and they're like really cool into like monster and lizard and you can come up with really fun right. names. If they're young, it's a little bit easier. But if you've got kids who are starting to get into that preteen phase or older, I mean, they're all about finding that independence and just rebelling on anything you suggest anyway. Oh yeah. I had a package of Oreos a few weeks ago and uh, the kids were like, hmm, are these diet Oreos? There's something wrong with these Oreos. I'm like, no, look at the package. They're regular. But they thought somehow I tricked them and traded in the Oreos for healthy Oreos because they know I don't usually buy those. So it's kind of funny how intuitive they are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it is a way to get attention. It's a way to create a dialogue with your parents and it's a way in their developmental stage to, um, like I said, rebel. They want to be independent. And and again, that's the long-term goal is to become functioning independent adults. So they are designed to be separate from our ideas. And I think just recognizing that and working with it is probably going to be the best thing. But yes, when you do take away this pressure to try to change them or force it on them, there's nothing for them to fight. Right. But if you focus on yourself first, they actually... They can smell the things. They have the mm-hmm. options to see, you know, wow, that looks really good. What is that? Can I try that? And so that for me has been what's worked in my home is letting them take the initiative to say, 
that smells so good. What is that, Heather? Like this this doesn't look healthy. You know, maybe I will like this. And yeah. there's no pressure to force them. Do you like it? You That's know, like, you better advice. like it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, but going back to your question, there are green smoothie recipes and I have one on my website that I'll be happy to share the link with you. It's oh. um, like a popsicle. So, and it's pink, it's got fruit in it and it's sweet and you don't even know that there's greens in it. Oh, that's, so that's great. Yeah, that's definitely one to get them started on. Um, and then two, I think with, especially with the step family dynamic is having clear expectations and having the partner on board with you. I think you have to have that communication going before you even get the kids involved because you have to be a strong front in order to be able to have rules that stick long term because they know who to work and how to get out. Oh boy, do they ever. Yes, I know. Good. Um, Another issue that I face, and I mean, remember, I have kids from both sides. So I know that you you don't, right? You just have, okay. Um, They all have such completely different tastes in food. So when I have them all together, it's almost impossible for me to find meals that I can make that everyone can enjoy and and they change their minds. So like sometimes one week they'll love something and the next week they tell me they hate it. And then there's other times I spend the whole entire weekend in the kitchen making like 10 different meals. Is this a problem in your home? And how do you deal with something like that? Yes, it has definitely been the same issue in my home. And it's driven me bonkers because you think you find something that they like and the next week they want to have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I guess this is just normal, huh? (laughs) It is normal. And again, I think it's part of their developmental stage. And again, a form of attention. They just want to see how you react. Um, I think the greatest thing you can do is not overreact to situations like that and having clear expectations of what's expected for the rules around food in the home. For example, it's okay if you don't like something, but that means I'm only making one dinner. You don't have to like it, but you have to at least give it at least three bites. Okay. And if you have, let's have a conversation. And if you give, give me a short list of like the veggies that you absolutely like can't stand because you can't put every single vegetable and fruit on there. Right. So give me the short list and I'll do my best to make sure that we don't include those. But it is important that you do get fruits and vegetables every day because it provides the nutrition that you need. And as your parent, I'm responsible for making sure that you're healthy and explaining it to them like that and getting their buy-in you're going to have a lot less resistance. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but I think the most important thing is consistency because if they know that if I complain, then the rules change, they're constantly going to push you and push you and push you because they can get out of those expectations. Oh yeah. I have one kid that, I mean, she used to like all vegetables and broccoli and then the next week she wants nothing to do with the vegetables and it's just crazy. I can't keep up with her. And I told her the same thing. I said, make me a list so that I know what you like and Every single day for lunch, all she wants is either Nutella sandwich or pepperoni. And I mean, that is it. That's all she'll pack for lunch. And I'm like, honey, you have to have more options than that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. just, it just could be a phase with her age and everything. She's 11. So, yeah, I know that is, it's the same at my home. But <laughs> as they get older, um, we've put more responsibility on them because we've, I mean, we homeschool them too. So we do get the opportunity to educate them on it. But I mean, if we're just constantly educating them, it's basically just getting tuned out if they don't get to apply it or get their hands on it and do them themselves. So again, I've got 
two teenagers. So I've got one who's almost 18. And so obviously she needs to know how to go grocery shopping, put together a budget and all this. And I've got one who is 13 and a half. So she is definitely old enough and she's, you know, she loves to have responsibility and she's very capable of it. So the new thing that we're trying in our home is to say, okay, you need to have at least one fruit and one vegetable per day, which is pretty extreme for them. And they're, especially with, you know, bio mom who has different rules and expectations. And it also, we start with very basic um, guidelines. So anything that you get from the grocery store will give you a budget and, but it cannot have high fructose corn syrup or food dyes. Like that is the non-negotiable and that's very black and white. And so then they look at the labels, they're learning how to recognize it and they can see how long it takes on some of the foods that they love to find out if there's high fructose corn syrup. I mean, it's crazy the number of ingredients on there and it's words that they don't know. So it's not just us preaching it at them. They're actually getting the experience to do this themselves. So they've actually realized, hey, if I just go to Whole Foods versus the local store, it's a lot easier because they don't include those things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier. And so they're Instead of me just constantly preaching at them or their dad preaching at them, they're getting the real world experience. And then from there, we're taking it up a notch, you know, like definitely nothing that says modified and because they'll find loopholes. They're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just some baby steps and we're working with what we got. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that too. I'm trying to teach the whole family about labels and, you know, uh, my fiance, he's on board. Um, his mom lives with us too and she's not on board at all. She can't understand anything about it and you know but she's a little bit older so she's kind of stuck in her ways Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know she'll sometimes sneak home some some snacks and some things for the kids that we don't approve of and it's really tough but I'm trying to show the kids all the stuff that's in their cereal and things that they thought were okay and how just because something says diet doesn't mean that it's good for you so exactly yeah I've definitely found that Whole Foods is very kid friendly. So they're going to have some of the same things that they're used to. If you're looking for like transitioning from the very like newbies into health food, they have the things that they're used to, but without all that funky chemicals. And yeah. Stuff. I love whole foods. So, mm-hmm. okay. So the next question that I have is because you have two teenage daughters and I have one and I have two preteens and I want to talk a little bit about girls and food and We can all have some very unhealthy relationships with our bodies. And I notice it a lot in young girls and I hear them saying the most disturbing things about their bodies. And here in our house, we banned them from using the word fat. They're not allowed to say anything about fat, but I know this is a widespread problem with a lot of kids. So what's your suggestion for helping young girls to establish a healthy relationship with food and their bodies so they don't have problems as adults? Um, I definitely think... 100% 100% it has to do with the parents and yeah. the things that we say and we have to be very aware. Um, if we are calling people fat, mm-hmm. if we say or praise somebody who's skinny, um, if us as the mom or the stepmom is saying negative things about ourselves, right. it has such a huge effect. Or if we're counting calories, if, if we are obsessed about it but not talking about it, they are very much aware of it. So I definitely think it's a huge issue and something that we should be totally aware of. 
Yeah, and it's really hard. I mean, I know here they're always making comments. And so what I'll say to them, when I when I try to put out the healthy food, I explain to them this is not because we're on a diet. This is because we want to put healthy fuel in our bodies. I mean, we have a gymnast and a cheerleader in the house. And I keep explaining to them, if you put toxins and bad food in your body, you're not going to be able to perform and do the things that you want to do. Because I'm trying to be so careful about not saying the word diet or saying that you need to lose weight or gain mm-hmm. weight or anything like that. But it's really tough. And I'm so concerned because of all the eating disorders that I see. And especially nowadays in the in the middle schools, it's very bad. Yes. Um, always having the conversation with them. I mean, it's such a challenging time at that age, especially in the public school system, where you might not be able to monitor the things that are going on in you know, the classroom or things that yeah. are being said. So it's definitely an issue. Having the dialogue is so important and being aware of the things that you do and say. But I think with teenagers, especially girls, if you focus on the aspect of beauty and the Mm -hmm. sense of when we eat certain foods that are good for us and our health, our body responds well to them. We don't have to worry about acne. You know, our menstrual cycle is less painful. We don't get those painful cramps. You know, you sleep better. Your skin looks vibrant. Your hair looks delicious. People are going to be asking you like, what are you doing? That's different. Or like, what shampoo are you using? So I would go that route when it comes to teenage girls. Okay, good, good. That's great. And uh, one of the last questions that I have for you is, and I know that you have some, some ideas on this. Many of us are all working and running the kids around to activities and we're all really super busy. And I know for me, I do a lot of food prep on one night of the week, so I have some food prepared for during the week. At least that's for Sean and myself because we're out working all day, so I try to pack our lunch. But I want to know what tips do you have to save time in the kitchen, uh, any tips at all? I know I know that when you go food shopping, I heard your podcast on what you do when you go food shopping. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yes, I definitely do not want to feel like a slave to the kitchen. I like to do meal prep and 15-minute chunks. So what I typically do is after I go to the grocery store when I have everything like out and I have to put it away anyway, instead of putting it away and then coming back out and pulling the things to do the meal prep, what I do is spend the 15 minutes before I put my groceries away. So obviously yeah. I get lots of fresh produce. But um That definitely saves me time. But I also do um, green smoothie packs, which basically um, I get a Ziploc baggie. I pull out five of them and I kind of do an assembly line setup. So I I put whatever ingredients I'm going to use for my green smoothies in those Ziploc baggies, stick them in the freezer. Takes literally five minutes to do anywhere from five to 10 baggies. And then when I'm when I'm looking to do a green smoothie, whether it's in the morning or it's a snack or like after dinner, I'm, you know, want something sweet. I'll just pull it out of the freezer, dump it into the blender, add some liquid and it's ready versus typically what I've worked with clients is they get up in the morning or it's dinner time and they open the fridge and it's just like this blank stare. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Like our brains aren't working or functioning at that time of the day. So every day you don't have to wonder what ingredients am I going to pull to put into my green smoothie? It's just all that thought process is already done. And it literally just takes five minutes of prep 
and that's a saves great you so much idea. time. Yeah, because I know that when I'm starving, the last thing I want to do is start chopping up vegetables and fruit. I just want to grab something as quick as I can. So yeah, um, and sometimes you go for the wrong thing when that happens. So that's Absolutely. such a great idea. Hey, do you have a favorite recipe that you can share with our listeners? Uh, maybe something you make that everyone likes in your family or your favorite green smoothie idea? Yeah. Definitely the pot. I I have a list of five green smoothies that are teen approved. And um, when you sign up to my newsletter, you get those in a video form. And I'm happy to share that link for that. Um, as far as a recipe that the whole family loves, I've got two that are really good. One of them is an acorn squash, um, which you could also do with sweet potatoes if you have like super picky eaters. That's so good. And it uses like cinnamon or pumpkin spice and it's a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. The family loves that. And then there's another one that's an Asian collard wrap. It sounds like kids aren't going to eat collard wraps, but mm-hmm. it's actually really good. And when I've done food demos, this is one that they really love. It's kind of like a takeout. You know, when you eat yeah. takeout, it's it's got those same flavors. That's great. Good. I'm always looking for new recipes to try. So that's wonderful. Um, That's great. Heather, I really want to thank you for coming on the show today to talk about this. If there's anything else you'd like to share with the listeners, please go ahead and also please let them know how to find you. Sure. You can check me out over on my podcast. It's Fresh Eats Radio. And you can find that at fresheatsradio.com. And from there, you can find videos on how to make these recipes that I talked about. Or if you sign up, They'll come to you in your email and you can continue to get more recipes. That's perfect. And I will post all of those links in the show notes in case you're driving or at the gym. And listeners, please be sure to join Heather's mailing list. Her emails are fantastic. I really love getting your emails. You're so warm and inviting and I love your recipes. So please comment on the show notes if you have any feedback on the show. Check out Heather's podcast. It's terrific. And thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.